Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. I'm Douglas L. And I'm Hannah D. And we're your host. This podcast is a commentary and discussion of Narcotics Anonymous literature aiming to enrich the recovery experience of those who are on this beautiful journey. If you'd like to be featured on the podcast, you can reach our booking team by texting this number, 919-675-1058, or join our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash the Anon podcast, T-H-E-A-N-O-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, to fellowship with other guests and listeners. This podcast should not replace contact with your sponsor, your involvement with step work, or participation in the fellowship. Please use this podcast as an additional resource towards our collective growth as addicts in recovery. This podcast does not represent NA and is not affiliated with NA as a whole. We are simply addicts who are seeking the message of recovery by discussing NA literature together. Nothing more and for sure nothing less. We are grateful to be of service and to give back to our fellowship by helping facilitate this podcast. Now let's get started. Hi, I'm Rajiv. I'm an addict. This is the Just for Today reading for March 10th. Our own recovery. The steps are our solution. They are our survival kit. They are our defense against addiction, a deadly disease. Our steps are the principles that make our recovery possible. Basic text, page 19. There's lots to like in Narcotics Anonymous. The meetings, for one, are great. We get to see our friends, hear some inspiring stories, share some practical experience, maybe even hook up with her sponsor. The campouts, the conventions, the dances are all wonderful, clean fun in the company of other recovering addicts. But the heart of our program is the 12 steps. In fact, they are the program. We've heard it said that we can't stay clean by osmosis. In other words, we can't just attend meetings, no matter how many, and expect to breathe recovery in through the pores of our skin. Recovery as another staying goes, is an inside job, and the tools we use in working that inside job are the 12 steps. Hearing endlessly about acceptance is one thing. Working the first step for ourselves is something very different. Stories about making amends may be inspiring, yet nothing will give us the freedom from, from remorse that taking the ninth step ourselves will give. The same applies to all 12 steps. There's much to appreciate about N.A., but to get the most from our recovery, we must work the 12 steps for ourselves. Just for today, I want everything my personal program has to offer. I'll work the steps for myself. In today's episode, we will discuss the Just for Today meditation with our guest, Roberta H. Hi, Roberta, and welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I'm so glad you're here. So uh, what is your clean date? Where do you attend meetings? And do you want to give your home group a shout out? Sure. My clean date is January 5th of 2015. Um, I got clean in Scottsdale, Arizona, and my home group is Step in Time over in Scottsdale. Awesome. So Roberta, could you share your thoughts on the Just for Today on our own recovery? Sure. Um, I have quite um, a few thoughts. Um, the first one is it brings up um, in the beginning, you know, the meetings are great and we get to see our friends and hear our stories and the practical experiences and the campouts and the conventions and dances. And I just wanted to touch really quickly and just, you know, um, say a really big part of my early recovery, especially in the beginning, was um, 
getting into that NA community um, or recovery community and finding people who are like me and people that I can relate to. Um, in the beginning of my recovery, I felt that I needed to really be involved in NA and do it very consistently. And I'm really grateful for that choice that I made. And then it allowed me, because I was learned in NA, how to develop these meaningful relationships and these honest and genuine relationships. Um, I was able to then branch out later on into the world and take that into jobs and you know, having friends that aren't in recovery and, um, you know, getting to create this whole gigantic world for myself. Um, so I don't know, just reading that really brought me back to, um, yeah, wow, to the beginning to, um, you know, when I first got clean, that was, that was my whole world. And I'm so grateful for it. Um, I was just talking um, with Hannah before this call and we were talking a little bit like how I've branched out and how grateful I am that you know although we do focus so much on the 12 steps and it is so important to know our steps and to know our traditions and principles and to practice them in all of our affairs you know one of the biggest blessings that I've gotten you know to learn is having a life outside of the program as well um it is true that we cannot stay clean by osmosis I do 100% agree with that and um you know, we can't just attend meetings and we, we can't expect to breathe recovery. And I think that's a realistic, um, that's, that's like another point, you know, we can't always expect to breathe recovery. Um, I found that I set these really high, high expectations for myself when I first got seen and started hearing people share that I was going to become this person who could fit recovery all the time. And um, what ended up being most healing in my recovery and um, the feedback I've gotten, you know, from fellow addicts is that, you know, what we look for and share is, is brutal honesty. You know, it's not about fitting recovery. It's not about, you know, sounding like we know it all. It's about being open and honest in where we are and um, what we're doing in our recovery um, and how present we're being in our own story. Um, after reading the Just for Today, I wanted to read the 12 steps just to, um, you know, just go over them again. I, I like to read them all the time, but I mean, I like to read them, especially when they're relevant, so that I can really zone into each one and think about what it means to me um, and which ones have played the biggest part in my story. Um, and I don't know, I just wanted to share a few of those um, and ones that are still really, really relevant in my life today. Step one is probably the most relevant. Um, I was talking with Hannah, you know, um, in recovery, like life is just not always rainbows and that's okay. But there have been days, you know, in recovery where I have felt more powerless clean than I did using. But the beautiful thing is that by using these steps, by you know, believing in a power greater than myself by making a searching and fearless moral inventory of myself and knowing who I am and knowing what I believe in and knowing what I do and what I stand for. And, um, you know, by asking God to remove my shortcomings and learning how to forgive myself in, um, you know, in step, you know, in the different steps and, and um, those of all just by doing that, I'm able to fight the powerlessness a little bit, you know, um, it's easy when life doesn't go our way, um, 
to feel like we have no control and that we're kind of sitting ducks and have nowhere to go and nothing to do and no way to get out of this. Um, but by using these steps and principles that we learn in NA, we can carry these out into real life, into, into practical situations, into situations that we can't necessarily see coming in recovery. Um, you know, for example, when I first got clean, you know, uh, I got clean at 18. Um, and so I expected that I was going to go back to college and that I was going to then graduate. And at 22, I would be married. And at 24, I would have my first child. And at 26, I would own my first home. And, you know, that's just, that's not how life went. You know, I got clean and my father passed away. And, um, you know, I got over that hurdle and then I got into an abusive relationship and I got over that hurdle. And then I had some health problems and got over that hurdle. And so time and a time again, you know, there's these situations where we could feel powerless. Um, but by practicing our steps and principles, we don't have to actually be powerless. Um, another uh, huge thing in my recovery, um, which a few of the steps touch on for sure, is my relationship with um, God as I understand him. I do call my higher power God, you know, good orderly direction. We've all heard that acronym, but um, I connected, you know, my relationship with God to Judaism. Um, I don't think it needs to be a religious thing at all. For me, that was just my personal choice. Um, but by having a being greater than myself that I can love and respect and know that loves and respects me, um, that's just huge, you know, so many of us come from families where we have issues with our parents or issues with our siblings, or we created issues by using, um, whatever it may be. Um, I mean, God is just there for us. And that to me, the idea of someone or something being there for us is like unconditionally is just so comforting. And it also, I feel like it takes not some of the responsibility, but some of the burden off of me. When we turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understand him, we admit it, we admit we are powerless over certain things, but that there might be someone who's not. And um and that it takes some of the not the responsibility, but the burden off of us that if things don't go our way and don't go to plan um or to our plan. It doesn't mean things are wrong and it doesn't mean things are not going to a plan. Um, you know, it, our gods, you know, have plans for all of us and we may or may not know what that plan is. I, in my personal belief, I believe God has a plan for me. I believe it's not my place to know that plan. I have set those boundaries in my relationship. And um, that's something I'm okay with. And for me, it gives me a really great sense of peace knowing that there's things I can't control, but by not being able to control things, that also means there are things that are not my fault. Um, there, there are things that I have no control over that I didn't do wrong, but that, that just happened because they were supposed to happen. And um, to me, having a practical view that sometimes things happen that can benefit us, even though we may not see it immediately, um, that brings a great sense of healing to me. Um, having God remove defense. I worked 
through that stuff, I guess. Um, by getting, you know, by being ready for God to remove all these defects of character from my life. Um, how do I want to say this? Um, for me, it was almost a way of, I don't know, it helped me start the process of forgiving um, myself. You know, in step nine, we make these amends wherever possible. Um, but a lot of times we forget to make amends to ourselves. And um, I feel like that's the most important amend, you know, during our using, we hurt ourselves spiritually, emotionally, physically. And um, we forget sometimes that we're worthy of love and respect, not just from others, but from ourselves. And um, I don't know, knowing that there's a God that loves me that much um, and is going to take away these shortcomings, um, it helps me kind of love myself. I guess the message that I take from that is that somebody loves me unconditionally, number one, and number two, that I am not a lost cause, that I am a good person that may have some poor qualities, but those poor qualities are not permanent and they're not a death sentence. And it reminds me that I am always, there is always a chance for growth. There is always a chance for redemption. There is always a chance to start new. And um, I think that that's a really, really valuable thing. Um, let me see if there was anything else I want to touch on. Um, yeah, the last line of the just for today, I want everything my personal program has to offer. I work the steps for myself. Um, I think that again is a really, really powerful line. I think a lot of times in recovery, we see people and how they work their program. And although that is wonderful to watch how people work their program, um, I think it's really, really important to be honest with yourself and with your sponsor and find how to make your pro how to make the program doable to work for you. Um, I think not everybody recovers in the same way. And I think that everyone is very, very different. And although there are certain consistencies like 12 steps, yes, do work for everybody. And a, you know, community does work for everybody. You know, some people feel the need to do a meeting every day while others do not. Some people feel the need you know, some people like their entire life to be recovery centered and others prefer to have recovery just be a huge part of it. And um, I don't know, I don't mean to make it sound like I discourage going to meetings. That's absolutely not the point. My point is, um, my point is that everyone recovers differently and to be kind to yourself and not judge your program based on other people. And I hope that other people won't judge other members based on how they see um, members working their program from the outside looking in. Um, that, I guess, is my biggest thing. I unfortunately see a lot of people who do step away from NA because they feel judgment of how they work in their program. And, you know, I think NA is so valuable and um, that, that it should be accessible to everybody and everybody should feel comfortable no matter where they're at in their process, no matter how they choose to recover, as long as they're recovering. Um, you know, or even if they're not recovering, all addicts, you know, deserve to be loved somewhere. Um, and NA is that place. So um, I'm really grateful for being here. I'm grateful to Hannah for asking me to speak. And I'm grateful to be clean today. Thank you so much.
Thank you, Roberta. Thank you. Amazing stuff. And so we have one question we asked our guests um, before we wrap up today. And that is, if you could talk to Roberta with one day clean or one week clean, what would you tell her today? What would you want her to know? Oh my gosh, that's such a crazy question. I would want myself to know that I am so much stronger than I think that the spirit of human resiliency can overcome uh, anything. There have been, you know, time after time after time um, since I've gotten clean, I've just gone through moments sometimes where I just do not think I can make it through um, alive, let alone clean. And it's just like every time without fail, I do, you know, I pray on it and I reach out to my support network and I use the steps and I use the toolbox that was given to me by NA and I just know that whatever it is, I can make it through, even though it might not feel like it. Thank you all again for spending your time with us today on the Anonymous Podcast. We encourage you all to focus on that magic six-letter word, others, as we go out into the world. Until next time, we are your hosts, Hannah D. And Douglas L. Namaste and God bless. Mm-hmm.